Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, together we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. Today's guest is Australia's golden girl and the face of some of the biggest brands in our country. Becoming a household name after winning the block in 2017, Elise Knowles' career skyrocketed and she rightly became a role model to women all across the country. Giving 110% to everything she does, it's easy to see how she's secured so many incredible opportunities. We are still honestly pinching ourselves that we had the opportunity to sit down and chat to Elise about her journey and her brand new book, From Me To You. Elise, welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. To say that we're excited to chat to you is a massive understatement. We've been working on this one for a while now with your lovely manager, Kate, and we've had countless requests from all our listeners to get you on the show. So it's our absolute honour to finally have you here. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks, girls. It's so lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. Anytime. <laughs> now, it's been said by many media outlets that it is the year of Elise Knowles, and we couldn't agree more. With everything you have going on and everything you share across your social media channels, What's something that people might not necessarily know about you? Ooh, something that people might not know about me. It's a tricky one because, you know, these days everyone seems to think they know everything about you because on social media, you know, you post a lot about your life. But I do tend to keep um, a section of it to myself, which is, I think that's how I stay grounded is I, you know, I switch from work to home life pretty damn easy and putting away the phone and social media um but one thing about me uh I'm actually a pretty good motorbike rider um I can smash Josh like no tomorrow which (laughs) makes me fist pump so damn hard because I love that I can beat him and he hates it um we go riding we got a property um in Avoca and we go riding all the time and Josh will be trying to get up a hill and he thinks he's going really, really good. But then I come banging past him and he's just like, no, but I love it. Keep going with that. That is awesome. Yes. So you're an Australian model born and bred here in Melbourne. And today you are the face of Seed Folly. You're a Maya ambassador, a Veda hair care ambassador, global ambassador for Davidoff, vital all-in-one ambassador, the winner of the block 2017 <laughs> and now an author. Holy hell, I, I seriously struggled to say that. Man. That is amazing. It's actually interesting hearing you say that because I, yeah, now it gets me thinking going, oh my gosh, that is huge accomplishments for yes. me. And do you sleep? Uh, um, I know. <laughs> can you take us all the way back to when you started your modeling career at the age of 10? and give us some insight into the opportunities and self-development that has come your way? 
Yeah, so I started modeling when I was 10 years old. Um, my mum got me into it and I was a shy girl. Uh, I think it really made me step outside my comfort zone, which was good. And I absolutely loved the industry because it was creative and that's the person I am. I, you know, I was a person that didn't really like school to be honest and wasn't good at it. So this was an outlet for, for me where mum saw that I, I absolutely adored you know, being with a creative team and I saw that, you know, they weren't having to be smart, you know, to do that kind of thing. Um, and it, you know, it gave me confidence as a girl, um, but it was also so scary. You you go to a million castings when you're young and you get knocked back after knocked back. But uh, sometimes it did get to me and I thought, why am I getting, you know, a hundred no's for a one yes? And mum just kept saying that's the industry there's a million girls out there that are wanting to do the same thing the same thing so you just have to give it a good hard crack and that's what i did uh there was numerous amounts of times where i wanted to give up uh but my mum said nope keep going i'll be your taxi you know i'll get you from school for an hour and drop you off at the casting you know i'll be getting ready in the back of the car trying to put something nice on or put a little bit of make not a 10 i mean this is a bit older <laughs> but um yeah putting a little bit of makeup on um and going to the casting getting another knockback and starting again but i knew that's what it, exactly what i wanted to do i had my role models that i looked up to and you know every night you go to bed and you're like oh, please i just want to have that break uh when is it going to come and it was a long waiting game, long, long, long waiting game. But it's hard to say what point in time was my break. Um, but I, you know, when I was younger, I had a, a JJ's campaign that I thought, yes, this is finally going to be a point where people can see my face in stores and um, shopping centers. But then, you know, you wait another two years and you still haven't, you, you haven't really moved that far. Um, but it was more... Um, getting, getting confidence in yourself, believing in yourself, um, standing in front of a camera with a million people looking at you, people telling you you're not good enough, people telling you that you're too big or you don't fit the clothes or you're not fit enough or, yeah, sometimes you can just, you can tell in their eyes you're just not good enough. So it's just gaining the strength in your mind and your body to say, screw you, I don't <laughs> care. And if you don't like me, then someone else will. So that was, it was a long time there of uh, reminding myself that I am good enough. Um, because, yeah, there's, this industry can get you down pretty damn quick. But, yeah, somehow found the strength to keep going, 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 pushing along and somehow got to where I am today. <laughs> You've done well. <laughs> what a credit to you, but also your mum. She obviously had so much belief in you and so much patience to be able to take you everywhere and taxi you mm. around. Um, yeah, I feel like she definitely had a huge impact potentially in, in the way that you feel now. Yeah, she did said she was my, she called herself a taxi because you know we lived in Eltham which is out in the sticks of it and it would take us an hour and a half to get in you know hour get home it was a long time out of your life to just for someone to say no and you're in that casting for a good five minutes flat with a hundred other girls going oh my god not this again um so yeah 
Yeah, well, I just love that your mum, you know, saw that as a creative outlet because I know like one of the things in your book when I read that you at the start that you weren't into school and you weren't academic, I was like, oh, yes, there's <laughs> hope for all of us because <laughs> I was exactly the same. Like I just hated school so much. Yeah. I was, yeah, not smart at all when it came to school. And you think that that's a be-all, end-all when you're in it. So, yeah, yeah but because you are surrounded by that. There's yeah. so many kids out there that are so smart and mm-hmm. you're the one sitting at the back of the class going, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Back of the class going, I have no clue what they're talking about and how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this grade, the next grade, high school? Mm-hmm. But it's okay because there's so many people in that area just like me um, that are amazing at art or sport or cooking or, you know, other things that they're not. And that's in life, that's what you've got to remember, that she's good at that, but I'm good at this. So you can take on anything. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to us about when you first did get your first or first few breaks and you you realised that your career is now on a path of the upward path, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick out what was the one job or the numerous amounts of jobs that, you know, was a peaking point in my career. But uh, when you do get an amazing job, you kind of just, you're like, click your finger or you want to slap your, your face or something <laughs> going, oh my God, how, how did I just get that? And it is a turning point and it just gives that burst of energy and confidence going, yes, this is my time. Um, and when you get to that job, you just want to do your absolute best. You want to, you want to shine and you want to feel confident. Um, and yeah, you want to make sure you feel confident going into that job because you're going to have about 50 people looking at you, judging you, but, um, somehow you have to put up a barrier going, you're doing your job. I got to do mine. So they're not judging me for who I am. So just, you know, do the best you can. Um, somehow blocking all of them out and being playful, being silly, being professional and having fun. And I've carried that throughout my whole life is I don't go to a job for someone to judge me or to someone to put anyone down at all or be a negative space. I go in there having fun, making jokes, making fun of myself. Um, And I think that's why... I am who I am and the jobs I get and I guess I've done well um, I think because a lot of the teams realize that it's easy to work with have fun she um, she's not too hard on herself or I don't know just things like that people really respect along the way so good we have been following your journey for some time now so here in Melbourne and also in Sydney you have been a huge success for a long time but to the rest of the nation you really stole their hearts last year when you and your partner Josh won Channel 9's The Block. Mm -hmm. You have stated in different articles that this experience wasn't as glamorous as it seems. Talk to us about the highs and lows of The Block and how it took a toll on your overall health. Yeah, this was an amazing challenge that happened in our lives and we never would have thought that we would have had this opportunity and been selected uh, to get on The Block. But we thought it was perfect. Um, Josh is a builder. He absolutely loves it. I'm creative, so I could work it out. <laughs> I had no idea about, you know, styling or anything like that. But I think with a creative mind and touch, you can make something work. Um, it was really tough on myself as an individual. Um, 
and the amount of sleep you get on that show is so minimal and it was tough because they don't show it um which hurt more because you don't want to look like a sook at all so you know you know when they're filming it that they're not going to say they're not going to show that you haven't slept for three days so you have to remain tough you have to remain like um it's not a problem at all and you still got energy and you're still going to fire on and for me i wanted to show that i wasn't going to break so that was my motto throughout the whole show i am not going to break i'm not going to let anything get to me i'm going to do the best i can 100 percent quality um and i think we did that and it only got to the last second last week where something got to me and i was over it and i knew how they were going to edit it and i just went oh man damn it you got me and i hadn't shed a tear the whole damn show until someone else just uh, anyway anyway um yeah that's escaped my mind now um but the sleep factor was really hard on my body because i'm all about sleep when i'm at home working traveling always make sure i get at least eight if not nine <laughs> i go to bed at nine thirty every night wake up at five thirty. um so i need sleep um i'm all about bed and on the show you it wasn't a factor you just had to get the job done josh is quite good at it um but i i was challenged and you'd be up in the middle of the night painting spray painting and you'll be on shifts like all right you do two hours i'll do two hours sleep and just swapping and you wake up and you just feel like you're i don't know i've never done drugs before but i felt like i was on something <laughs> don't know um hung over or something and you're trying to paint and you like can't even open your eyeballs um but it, it was mentally challenging as well because yeah having the strength to not let anything get to you um showing that you're not going to break was really really tough um obviously another factor is i didn't want to fight with josh at all on camera i didn't want to be seen as a couple that fought or um were i don't know negative in any way i just wanted to keep it positive and then we're just trying to get the job done which we were but of course you can't go three months with hardly any sleep without fighting or having any challenges so as soon as the camera went down he copped it (laughs) he copped it and he just like damn it he kind of wished the cameras were on the whole time (laughs) but no he couldn't get away with it so if something happened in the morning, I would hold on to it all day yeah. until it got to 9.30 at night when the cameras finally went down. I just went, you shithead. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Seriously, that is so good. It's I like, you know, watching the show and I think everyone in Australia, when you watch the block, you're like, oh, I want to go on the block. I want to go on the block. And I remember watching you and Josh and I said to Ryan, I really want to go on it. And he just looked at me and he's like, Maddie, you would not last two seconds on a show like that because I so need my sleep. So kudos to you. I cannot believe you got through that. It sounds so intense. Well, that's the thing. You know, they look tired on screen, but man, they don't show what everything that happens. Um, There's a whole week of stuff that happens to create that drama. Um, but actually, I, I was on really heavy medication as well for skin. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but Roaccutane. Yes. Yeah. And I was in the middle of that dosage. And I don't know if you know anything about it, but it makes you so damn tired. Mm-hmm. And 
apparently cranky. So I was trying <laughs> to manage that. <laughs> Josh kept blaming my crankiness when I was mad at him on the raw container. I was like, no, it's actually because you're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, having a medication in my body that was making me even more tired than what I should be was really getting to me. Um, but I got through that and I didn't tell anyone I was on that medication because I didn't want anyone um, to make a story out of it or make me look um, pathetic in any way. So I just rocked on with it, got on with it. <laughs> so good. Did you have any like support network or people that you'd call on during that time? Were you like allowed to have that, I guess? Yeah, Mentors you are allowed or... to have your phones on you, which yeah. is actually a really great thing. So it, you could still live your life. I would still manage where my dog was, who was looking after her, everyone was managing their kids and family. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had my phone on me. I would call, you know, talk to mum and dad. They would come over every Sunday when we had an hour off. and mm-hmm. I was pretty much falling asleep at the table, but <laughs> just to see them made you feel normal. Um, but, I don't know, you're in such a, a rut in that show that you just, you, yeah, I don't know, you don't, you don't want to put your pressures on anyone else so I just get going Mm -hmm. I'm like I just talk to myself (laughs) the biggest thing that I've always wondered watching the show is I saw a few times you're able to get out and do an exercise class but were you able to consistently eat well and exercise or it's just something that goes out the window for that couple of months completely out the window and that was a struggle as well because I exercise six times a week if not seven, you know, walking the dogs or um, I train quite a lot. Uh, and that's a part of my mental health. That section of my life is training, makes me feel good, gives me positive energy throughout the day. And I couldn't do it. Um, you'd wake up at six, cameras are on you, you go to, you know, cameras are down at 9.30, Friday, Saturday night, you have cameras on you the whole night. And you had no time. So literally my meditation was in the car where I could, oh, you couldn't even listen to music which is because you have, the camera, you the have cameras in the yeah. goddamn car <laughs> so i end up just talking to myself <laughs> don't know um yeah it's it was different struggle <laughs> yeah crazy and i read somewhere that you right after filming is it correct that you flew overseas to do your big campaign with davidoff yeah so yeah. finished filming i literally had two days um, to get all our stuff out of the house, clean the house for handover. And that was literally with all the media there. You know, we just finished, everything's happening. And I jumped on the plane and <laughs> flew to Tahiti. Um, I, I didn't care. I was on a roll. I hadn't slept in three months. Why, why sleep now? <laughs> oh, I'll keep going. And I, yeah, I hadn't even done my research. I didn't know anything about Scott Eastwood, to be honest. Uh, I'd said to a few people, oh, yeah, I'm shooting this campaign. I'm pretty excited, but, yeah, I'm shooting it with Scott. And they're like, um, who? <laughs> Scott is what they're like. Are you kidding me? You don't even know who he is? I'm like, um, uh, not really. <laughs> so, I, yeah, should have done my research a bit more. But, um, yeah, I th- <laughs> didn't have time. But I think that's, that makes you more grounded when you get to this situation. You don't want to be all hyped up because someone... You just want to be yourself and yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was. I rolled into that shoot with about oh, 60 to 80 people from around the world doing this global campaign wow. and I didn't know what hit me. That was like slammed back into the modelling world. Here we are 
um, get barreled in the waves in Tahiti and and go for it. (laughs) Oh, go girl. So good. (laughs) Now, last month you released what you have said is one of your proudest projects, your very own book from me to you. Congratulations. Honestly, we have no idea how you found the time, but you did. (laughs) So can you shed some light on this project where you got the inspiration from and how you switched into author mode? We'd love to know all about it. Yeah, so Elise Knowles, that wasn't an academic person at all, has then gone and wrote her own book, which is very, very crazy. Um, Yeah, I would never have thought I would have my own book. But yeah, someone asked uh, me if I would like to do it. And I was questioning it. I didn't know why they would want to write a book, you know, have a book about me and my story and things that I... I learnt along the way. Um, I was really confused why me, but I thought, you know, I may as well give it a crack. Why not? I've got nothing to lose apart from a year of trying to do this book. Um, But it was, yeah, it was a really special time. It made me reflect on everything that I have achieved, um, how I got to where I am today, stories, family, adventures, um, and what I want to share with other people. Um, yeah, it made me really think of what other people would want to know and what I want to tell them so they can live the best life they can and hopefully help a little bit along the way. Uh, this book, I wanted it to be quite a really, like a really pretty book. Um, for me, I'm all about <laughs> pictures <laughs> and if I'm flicking through a book, I want it to be, you know, very pleasing to the eye. I don't want it to be full of words because that just scares me <laughs> so I wanted to be I wanted to stand out because it was uh, put together really well design layout all the images were absolutely beautiful so I I made sure that I was going to do it a hundred percent and I said to the publishers I'm not going to do this half cast so if you're selecting me this is going to be a mammoth project and they said, all right, all right, all right, this is what I want. <laughs> and I originally wanted it to be more of a, a coffee table book with not even my face on the cover. I wanted it to be a really pretty, it is a really pretty book. I want it to, you know, be a coffee table book where you could, you know, design, put design elements around it, put it um, in your house and it looks amazing, which it does. It looks really, really cute with the pink and black and white. It does have my face on it now <laughs> but um yeah i think throughout the book you can you can see my personality you can see the areas i was brought up in like the the country that kind of vibe and yeah it was really nice to just put it all together and it feels like 26 years of my life is in there who would have thought who would have thought wow well it's a, should it's an absolute credit to you honestly we're both almost finished reading it and mm. i definitely felt like you were my best friend after reading it. i felt <laughs> like i knew everything about you so yeah it's a credit to you and i think it's just so well written it's absolutely beautiful you just speak so well about your messages and what you believe in and yeah i love that you bring your family into it with little interviews my favorite mm. was the one with your brother that was absolutely hilarious oh my gosh <laughs> that is a good version of what he wrote it's so funny <laughs> i have a really similar relationship with my brother he's just like that really special person to me but yeah he's a total aussie bogan yep. as well and i was reading it and i was like oh brothers they're just all the same aren't they? yeah he keeps me pretty damn grounded so is my sister um but yeah i i gave them all um 
like a couple of questions. Um, yeah, what do you think about me or what do you love most about Lise? My brother was just like, oh, what he has said originally. I was like, mate, this is going in a book that's going to be there forever. I cannot put that in there. <laughs> Brayden's very special with his wording about me. <laughs> it's a very raw version of a nosy. <laughs> Before we move on from your book, can you tell us, did you have to schedule time in your diary? And did you, where was... Where did you feel most creative writing? Was it in your house? Was it out in the park? Um, for me, I loved just being outside. And I was writing this over summer period when I was camping and on the boat. And sometimes I would literally sit in the boat and be boiling hot, be in bikinis and sit there and writing. It was really weird, but it was in the place that I absolutely loved to be. Pretty much my favorite holiday on the Murray River, in the dirt, camping, you know, uh, water skiing and all that stuff. So I think a lot of things came flying back to my mind when I was sitting there in the boat having an absolute ball. Um, yeah, I did a lot of writing there over summer. Um, I spent a lot of time on the shoots and making sure it was going to be right, um, the right feel. I sourced half of the things myself, found the location that suits me the team that suits me that we all have fun and love each other and the vibe is going to come out how I want so it was a lot of preparation in that there's a lot of contributors in the book that you have asked to be a part of it how what was their reaction like when you asked them to be yeah part of it they were thrilled it's it's really humbling to know that people in the industry that have done so well that are still willing to help others and that's a big thing in my book is putting your hand out to help others at the same time and it's not all about you you have to give back and yeah these people that have inspired me along the way were wanting to help me and I felt really really scared to ask because I don't want anyone to go out of their way for me I hate that I you know want to help them more than people help me so it was quite um intimidating almost going hey I absolutely love you and you've been my inspiration and you know you've guided me along my way would you be able to share some words and they were yeah they were thrilled and so excited you know to have their word in here and relate to my book and um yeah they could we've already had a relationship I've already had a relationship with these people so um yeah they were just kind-hearted and willing to give a hand. Oh, that's so good. Now, we'd love to get some insight into your personal tactics for staying motivated and on top of your game when it comes to your business goals. Do you practice any visualization techniques? Do you create vision boards? Or what's your strategy for staying on top of it all? Well, I'm a big person for notes. So I pretty much got notes wherever I go. And, you know, there's something really satisfying about just putting a line through something, going tick, done. Um, for me, I, I walk the dogs pretty much twice a day. And that's the time where you switch off and I just think and I walk and I'm in nature and breathing in fresh air. And that's really the time where I think outside the square and I get really deep thinking on, you know, what I should be doing, um, what I need to do, and you get these creative insights somehow. And I swear it's just from being really calm, happy, outside, 
not technology around your face the whole time or in your hand and it's just um yes those moments for me i i really gain a lot out of them and i pretty much do it twice a day (laughs) what would you say would be your biggest career highlight today or a few of them you can name a few if you like oh my biggest career highlight to date is a really hard one to put a finger on because i'm really proud of every achievement that i've made because it's been um a long time waiting for jobs like this to come out for me who would have thought um so when i was younger i had a really really big dream to be on the front windows of sea volley i saw all these amazing global models that face this campaign and every time summer would come around i'd get the catalog and i would pretty much save them all um, because I was just so in love of, in love with it. And Sea Folly Speaks, iconic Australian swimwear brand, global. It's all around the world. Everyone knows it. And I live in swimwear. And I, in my head, it was just a no-brainer. <laughs> but how was I going to get there? How was I going to get noticed? Um, for me, I like to align myself with things I believe in, things I love. And I was sick of, you know, just promoting... Well, I never really did, but I didn't want to promote little things here and there. That's not what I'm about. Um, So when the opportunity came up, I was over the moon, which was an understatement. I was jumping out of my skin. I rang mom, I rang dad, Josh, and I I couldn't believe it, how I originally shot for them for their social media stuff. And that was putting you know putting yourself out there proving yourself that you're good enough um and that's what my main aim was in that shoot and then they saw how well it did and then next minute i was given the opportunity to be the ambassador for sea folly and (laughs) so i was ecstatic i I couldn't believe it was happening um and then we shot on iconic bondi beach and yeah rest was history (laughs) So that was an amazing tick off the list for me that I always had. And the second big dream that has come alive for me the last couple of months was being an ambassador for Maya. I always looked at this brand, worked with them ever since I was a young girl. I worked with them, I think, when I was 15, maybe, doing their catalogs, doing, you know, Herald Sun shoots for Maya and I never knew if I was actually you know ever give given the opportunity to have an actual role and that's the difference when you're in a when you're a model you don't you want to step outside being the catalog girl or the online girl which I've done years and years of I've gone overseas and done years and years of online you know doing 300 outfits a day Fasten your chops with nothing in re- really in return, and you know money's not everything. For me, it's about gaining an image, ga- gaining a business out of your name, and being a model and ambassador for brands that I love and represent and stand for. Um, and the same thing happened with Maya. I was working with them a bit more closely over a period of time, and I. I got given the opportunity to walk in their Vamp runway series and I wanted to prove to them that this is Elise. Do you want her or do you not want her? And I wanted to do my absolute best. I, 
you know, I trained so hard for it and I was so happy and so positive in that moment. And yeah, I hadn't walked down the catwalk in years, 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 years. So I was really, really scared actually. <laughs> I didn't know how to walk, number one. <laughs> how do you know what the shoes are gonna be like, what the runway is gonna be like, how do I move my arms? So it was like a learning curve again. Um, and yeah, it happened that night. It went off, everyone was going crazy. I was feeling amazing and I thought, man, well, that's the best I can do. If you don't want it, then see ya. <laughs> but yeah, I think they saw what I could do for their brand, what they could do for me as well. It goes hand in hand. And then magic happened. I got offered an ambassador role for Maya and it was literally a dream came, come true. And yeah, hopefully I'm working with them for years and years and years to come. Was that the night, the vamp, was that when you wore the red yeah. two-piece? Oh my goodness, I remember seeing that photo and I was like, you look like the ultimate rock star. I'm like, you belong <laughs> on Victoria's <laughs> runway. It was so cool. You could just see all of that energy oozing out of you through a photo. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, can I do it again? <laughs> that runway went for like 20 seconds. I want to go again and again and again. <laughs> I felt good. And that's the thing, when you feel good, you just shine. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I really enjoyed hearing that you would rip the covers of the Sea Follow Girls off and then to see to see that you're now an ambassador. That's a visualisation in itself and I think a lot of girls can take something from that that mm -hmm. even though you might not at the time have thought that I'm gonna be that Sea Follow girl, yeah. it was seeding that I don't know, ambition and, and vision in you, I think. Yeah, it's planning your path somehow. And when you think about something that you really, really want, you find a path to get there. If you don't think positively about something and you don't think you'll get there, then it won't happen because mm -hmm. that energy is not surrounding you to get you there. Um, I wanted something really bad. I worked so damn hard to get it. I found a path. And yeah, it, there was an end of the 100-meter sprint. There were so many hurdles in between knock knockbacks you know slammed over that hurdle but i kept going i got back up yeah it's great so as a model and with so many ambassador roles you're really in demand and you would be juggling a lot at all times how do you now stay on top of your health and well-being goals um i keep on top of my well-being and goals by switching off and having my own time and it's becoming even more stronger when I'm older. Uh, I think I become Elise again, Nolsey again, when I'm just away from everything and going on, you know, trips, camping or going to the beach for the weekend or going motorbike riding. I feel like I was when I was younger. And that's what I never want to lose that part of me. I never want to lose the tomboy element. I, I never want to lose the element of not getting not scared to get your hands dirty or give anything a crack and that's why i think i relate to a lot of people because i try and do everything and um do activities that other people would and not just getting stuck in this industry um and this image that everyone thinks that it's a perfect life or um everything's clean and everything's um <laughs> clean why do i say that because probably because i'm living in like a, a dump of a house 
and it's about to fall over and I'm just waiting for our plans and permits to get through so I'm going to have a house again. Um, um, yeah, so getting back to basics, surround yourself with people that love you for who you are and yeah, your friends that you can just have fun with and don't judge you at all. They, they've loved you from the start. They love you now and they always will love you. What's your nutrition and exercise philosophy? What do you do to keep yourself um, feeling amazing? I don't really have a philosophy, really. I, I do what my body needs and what my brain needs. And I focus a lot on, um, you know, the positive energy that I get out of, you know, exercising and eating good food. And that makes me be able to take on a challenge in a day. For me, I try and tra- train each morning because I start the day amazing i feel great i feel like i've ticked it off i can then go do my day come home and relax there's nothing better than getting it done already um sweating you know doing weights feeling strong toned that's the the feeling that i love and it's addictive and now like it's funny this industry they always seem to put out there like the skinny is better but no for me it's all about tone health fitness and feeling strong and i love putting on muscle which means you're putting on weight and i don't mind that like it's you got to get that out of your mind you you have to put on weight to put on muscle and you get on the scales and now i I put on a kilo i'm like hell yeah (laughs) i just put on muscle sometimes it's not muscle I like to think it is. It's muscle, man. I'm strong. Um, So, yeah, that's something to get out of your head as well. It doesn't matter if you're putting on weight, if you're training, because you're you're gaining muscle. For me, I eat a lot of – I keep it quite basic and a lot of veggies, proteins like fish and chicken, and I do eat meat – but as long as it's come from somewhere that is sustainable and looking after the animals, and I really do care about that element. Um, and I, I don't really drink that much alcohol. That's just a personal thing. Um, a lot of water. I'm addicted to every morning I have a almond milk chai. That's my thing. If I go to gym, I come home, I reward myself with a chai. A lot of eggs, nuts. I, ch- I try not to keep anything in my house that is naughty because I'll eat it straight away. It's a good tactic. <laughs> 100% it will be gone in a second. A whole block of chocolate, gone. Yep. So uh, if I want something, I have to walk down the street and get it. Um, and Josh complains about it every day. That there's nothing <laughs> to eat. But there's heaps to eat. He just wants something really shit. <laughs> but I'll make him go down the street and get it because he has to think about it when he's going to get it. So do I. If I want it, then I have the time to think, oh, man, do I really, really need this? Yes, I do. Give me chocolate. Ah! It's that time of the month. Give me chocolate. (laughs) Sometimes you need it. Moderation. I eat sugar. Um, I eat probably too much sugar, but that's okay. keeps me sane. Um, Sugar's my thing. Some people have coffee. Some people have alcohol, beer. Some, every now and then I just want some chocolate <laughs> um, which is normal and yeah I love walking 
walk dogs twice a day if I can. Um, and I just love seeing them happy. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Well, I obviously there's a big section in your book about health and well-being, which I really enjoyed. And it goes into detail about like your shopping lists and all your workouts, which was really cool. I was going to try your workouts, but it looks a little bit too hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, how are you doing that? <laughs> um, but something I took from it, and I just made a little note because I, it, yeah, I really loved it, was when it comes to my mind and body, the most basic thing I do is to look for constant patterns that lead to positive outcomes. And I just thought that was such a great summary of, you know, what health and well-being is about. And it's about, yeah, making you feel better and being, be in a more positive headspace. So I thought that was a really... Yeah, great little summary of you and health and well-being. Yes. <laughs> if you don't mind that I mentioned that from the book. No, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, a positive mind gets you a long way. And however you get that positive mind is different for everyone. But, um, yeah, surrounding yourself with uh, people that uplift you and don't bring you down is a, a really key element. And you, you figure that out along the way. It's just a, a journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we'll move on. We love that you use your profile to be able to give back to those in need. And you actually told us before we started recording that you're going to India tomorrow, which yeah. is amazing to, <laughs> for a job and then also to do some aid work. Mm-hmm. Where did this passion come from? And was it something that your family instilled in you or what made you so passionate to give back? Yeah, my family has always been one to give back and mum and dad brought us up to um, help others and, you know, um, can't walk past someone on the street that's homeless without saying hi how are you are you okay or you know even going to a shop and buying them some strawberries or something like that giving back and yeah I'm really thankful that I was brought up that way because we are very um, lucky to have what we have here in Australia and you know what we have at home and you, when you travel overseas you really do appreciate Australia so much Um, we're very very lucky here and I really love to go overseas and show what they have over there and almost compare and show the comparisons uh, here in Australia you know from the basics of water to sanitation to toilets to clean food and medication to keep you healthy is all something that they don't they don't have over there um and i like to go to the villages and and see uh the effects of clean water what it can do in their village and try our hardest to get that clean water in there um it's just a follow-on effect if you don't have clean water you can't wash your hands if you've got dirty hands germs are going in your mouth in your food if you don't have toilet then you know you have nowhere to grow your food that you're not going to the toilet it's and then that food is going in your mouth it sounds a bit gross but it's reality and it makes you so sick and you're seeing all these kids very malnourished and so skinny and very unwell um so it makes me even more motivated to find a way how we can get water in there and show australians how lucky we have it here make us appreciate what we have um we've got a roof over our heads you know we've got running water very lucky and how we can give back uh you know something's very small to us it means a lot to them 
Yeah, absolutely. I was so lucky a few years ago to be taken over to Uganda with the Cotton On Foundation. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. And I witnessed basically everything that you were just speaking about. And it changed my life because it just made me think we are so lucky and there's so much here that we take for granted and that mm. we, they're just first world problems, really. Most problems that we have, we can fix pretty quickly mm-hmm. if we reach out for the support that we need. Um, so yeah, it's um, I definitely something I think everybody should try and do at least once in their life to get over and witness that so that we can appreciate what we have here and, and yeah, just giving back in general makes yeah. you feel really good. I think as well, when you're traveling overseas, and you go into amazing hotels and some people don't even leave the hotel, they just stay there and they don't actually get to see the country you're in or the island. Go and see the local villages and see how they're living and whether they're okay, whether they need help or whether, you know, just see how they're living. They're actually really, really happy. They love where they live and the community they're in. Um, but it, it, make, it will make you appreciate what you got back home just get out of the hotel go you know do something for someone else or go have fun and experience how they live yeah i think that's such a great point i know we went to the philippines um a few years ago and that's you know there's high rises and it can be quite glamorous and Mm. i read in a um, blog article to like hire a motorbike and to just get lost for the day and so ryan and i literally got a motorbike and i was like let's just go and get lost and enjoy it and it was honestly like one of the best days I think I've ever had we went into the little villages and you know it was they were literally living in the slums and the kids were just so happy and we'll you know kicking this I think coconut like it was a coconut shell that we soccer ball with them and it just kind of you know just brought us grounded us again and just made us realize like how lucky we are and how simple life can be as well like Mm -hmm. these kids are just so happy to be around each other and to have family and to have you know a coconut to play with and it just you know we blow everything out in the western worlds to have to have it all and I think just even realizing how simple life can be is a really nice thing as well so isn't it keep it simple yeah I actually when I was younger I started my brand every day and I didn't want to just um, have a brand and you want to make money out of it and build that brand I wanted to give back and that's when I started working with WaterAid uh, a percentage of the profits went to WaterAid um, from every garment that was sold and then yeah I started working with them a lot more and I wanted to travel with them and um, that's how I started to open my eyes up a lot more to the situation and how they're living and um, I wanted to tell people to, you know, life's not that bad here. You know, grow up a bit. Um, yeah. Grow some hard bones because we've got a bloody good life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're so blessed. You may laugh, but I am currently Geelong West's youngest Rotary Club member. Yeah. Go girl. <laughs> Purely because it's getting back to that get your hands dirty type of volunteering and yeah. hopefully one day it'll lead to some more aid work overseas. But I yeah, I think it's so special when I go to the Monday night meetings with the 70 and 80 year olds because yeah. I feel like you lose feels connection. Feels good, doesn't it? It feels yeah. good. You feel like you lose connection yeah. with um, you know, that age group my grandparents live away. But um, but yeah, no, I definitely have a giggle and think, oh, mm-hmm. Amy. Never. Now, you come across as a very confident person who really knows what she wants. Can you tell us about a time that you haven't maybe felt as confident and how you actually dealt with this feeling? Yeah, I am a confident person, but um, I'm pretty normal. Not, 
I am a pretty confident person, but I'm normal. I'm everyday girl, and everyday girl goes through cycles of happiness, um, cranky that time of the month. <laughs> so there's um, there's always times where I'm like, oh, I just can't do it today. I can't get my head there. Um, I just want to. I just want to walk dogs. I don't want to talk to anyone on the phone. I don't want to organize any work. Um, leave me alone basically <laughs> and I, I have those moments all the time and then I kind of sit back and go all right have a rest you know step away from step away from it and you need to otherwise I dead set go crazy and I think my manager knows when I'm in that <laughs> that moment where I can't deal with talking about work anymore mm-hmm. and I just need to go have fun or have a day to myself doing what I want to do and it's important to lock that in in your schedule. It's all right. I'm gonna have a holiday here, or I'm gonna take a day off here, or take the weekend to go away with your partner or your family. If you don't do that, you you turn crazy, yeah. and you do have certain points where you feel like you're going crazy because in the modeling industry, if you're given an opportunity or you're given work, you take it. We're freelance, and work is not every day. Mm. Every day is different. You might have a week where you're working twice a week or you might have a week where you haven't or you haven't stopped in three weeks you're on planes traveling going to work you've got to be your best every day you've got to look your best you've got to be bright and shiny so it does get to you sometimes and i know when i'm getting to the point of all right i'm done i'm signing out (laughs) phone is going away um it's on silent i can't even see it right now so i'm not going to be able to talk to you today (laughs) yeah well, I even like only a few days ago, you posted a photo of you mm-hmm. in your active wear and saying, you know, I was feeling really strong here, but now I'm not motivated. And I remember just reading that and I was like, oh, thank God. She even has normal days as well. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think it's so good that you should still show your audience that, you know, you are a human being. Like, even though you've got this amazing career and you're working really hard, it's like you still have days where you're just not motivated or you don't feel your strongest or yeah. you know on your game mm. so. and i know uh, i know when i get into those you know that mind frame <clears throat> is because or sometimes it's because i'm not training as well yeah. i haven't been able to get to the gym because of um what time work starts or i've just typically been too tired mm-hmm. and you got to listen to your body when you're tired and you don't have the energy to get up at five thirty a.m., you just want to sleep in till seven thirty, please. Um, I can't. Yeah, you kind of just say I can't do it, and I got to a point where I was I was pushing myself not long ago, where I was at breaking point, and I actually got the shingles, oh, wow. and it was a really funny point because I I knew something was up. I hadn't stopped in weeks. Josh is going, oh man, you're going loopy. Um, I was really tired, lethargic, and then started getting rashes all over my body. I was like, mm, okay, this is a bit weird. Fine, I never go to the doctors. Went to the doctors, and he's like, yeah, man, you got the shingles. I was like, what? What does that mean? But it's just from pure exhaustion and stress. Yeah. There was a lot of things happening in my life at that point where I was really, really stressed out. And it kind of was good that I got the shingles because it made me stop. And made me think that I can't get to this point ever, ever again. And I, I had an excuse, actually, to why I felt so shit. I was like, oh, okay. 
uh, it's okay. Like that's why I felt really, really crap. Um, yeah, but I, I've learned from that experience not to push myself to that complete exhaustion to, you know, my body giving up. And yeah, you go through weeks where you just feel really crap. Sometimes you feel good. Um, yeah, like you said last week, I hadn't been training as much. I was just so exhausted. I was focusing more on getting more sleep than going to the gym. But then when I don't go to the gym, I feel bad as well. So it's just, it goes around in circles. Yeah. But we're women, right? Yeah. We yeah. are. You gotta go with your cycles. <laughs> gotta go with your cycle. That's okay. The boys just have to deal with it. Hold on. You got one more week to go. The funniest part is when you start like, screaming or you know yelling at your partner and you're like he's like oh it must be that time of the month yeah like, no i actually really feel <laughs> this angry yeah oh he's oh, what's wrong with you i'm like don't even ask don't go there <laughs> really you're like oh i'm really angry at you yeah. but really i just want to cuddle please yes don't don't let me go on. <laughs> oh, so true. So what makes you wake up every day and feel really excited? Oh, I wake up every day pretty much to go to the gym. <laughs> um, but I don't have a normal routine, so I'm traveling or going to work. I love traveling and going to different countries. I'm so excited to go to India tomorrow, somewhere I've never been before. Um to explore a new country, new villages, new people, um, to be able to give back at the same time, going to do some charity work, and going for walks on the beach with my dog, having fun with friends, going away, going camping. You know, uh, everyone asks me what's my favourite holiday. It's literally just going camping in the river. And sometimes I invite, you know, people along that, friends that you know haven't done it really before and they're pretty surprised (laughs) (laughs) you don't have a shower for two weeks three weeks you have a murray river to wash your hair in and you know get the soap and go for a swim (laughs) and the murray river is full of mud but i love it it's oh yeah it keeps you pretty grounded if you could get every person listening to this episode to inject one healthy habit into their daily lives what would it be get outside get into nature uh appreciate australia awesome love it and what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given be yourself don't change for anyone i've rolled with that throughout my whole life is you can't take the nosey out of release (laughs) it's glued in me for life sorry Oh, so good. Elise, thank you so much. We honestly just don't even have words to say how grateful we are for your time. You are an absolute breath of fresh air. You've got a heart of gold. We absolutely love your book and we highly encourage every person who has enjoyed this episode to go and grab a copy because they will definitely read it and feel like they know exactly who you are. So thank you for your time and we just, yeah, you deserve every bit of success that's coming your way. So Same to you guys. Hard workers. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy.